Hey, if you haven't checked us out on social media, you should. You can find us on Facebook at Team Carter Family Adventures fan page. On Instagram at Team Carter Family. On YouTube at Team Carter Family Adventures channel. Are you sensing a theme here? And last but certainly not least, our blog is TeamCarter.team. Look forward to seeing you on there. Hello! Welcome to the Team Carter Family Adventures Adventures Podcast. We are coming to you live. Well, we're not really live, we're recorded. But we're coming to you from the future. From the future. And He's David, by the way. Yeah, I'm David. Did I say that? I'm Jen. Yeah. You're oh, you. You're you, wherever you are. In the future, are. right now. We're coming to you from the future because, ladies and gentlemen, artificial intelligence is here. It is a real thing. Um, so I was, I was, I guess I was on the internets today, and I heard about this thing called um, chat. Hang on. Let's see. What is this thing called? Chat GPT by OpenAI. Now, let's give a quick description. What is chat GPT? Let's see. Quick description. Quick Google. Chat, BT, chat GPT generative pre-trained transformer is a chatbot launched by OpenAI in November 2022. It is built on top of OpenAI's GPT-3 family of large language models and fine-tuned by supervising reinforcement learning technique. Let's go to Wikipedia here. Uh, conversational bot responsive to users' questions in ways that allows it to search large databases and to create well-formed essays. All right. It allows it to create well-formed essays, well-formed essays, legal briefs, poetry in the form of Shakespeare, computer code, or lyrics in the form of Rogers and Hammerstein, to name a few. It's pretty interesting. So, for example, if you go to if you just Google chat GPT, um, one that I did a minute ago was write a poem in the style of Robert Frost, who's my favorite um, poet, by the way. Wrote a poem in the style of Robert, not or, of Robert Frost. Hang on, let's see what it does here. Jenny, you gonna pull it up too? No. Write a poem in the style of Robert Frost. It says, sure. Here's a poem written in the style. And it is, as we speak, generating a poem in the style of Robert Frost. I'm not going to read it. I guess I could read it. Uh, the roads... I mean, you know... Now, let me... Before I read this. The quality of these poems is, is to be desired. The cool thing about it is that it's actually doing it. Right now. So... Line by line. It's it's spit out like, wow, a lot. It's still it going. Out, yeah. So, the road not taken winds its way through fields of gold... Sorry, through fields of gold and fields of gray. To pass the verge, and I must choose the one that calls the one that I'll lose. The path, the, the first, a path of ease and care with gentle hills and sunlit air. The second, steep and overgrown with thorn bushes, thorns and brambles all alone. I wonder as I make my way what lies ahead on each new day. Well, I regret the path I've chose. Will I find peace or just my woes? The road not taken leads me on with promise of a brighter, brighter dawn, though it may be a harder trek. I'll follow it without a check. Uh, and then it gives a quick description. The road not taken. Robert Frost wrote that poem where he reflects on the idea of making choices and the uncertainty that comes with it. This is the AI type in this now. Uh, it's one of his most famous and often interpreted poems. It's often seen as the reflection of the choices we make in life, the paths we take, and the responsibility of regret. 
possibility of regret. In the poem, Frost uses nature imagery contrast between the past and an eternal dialogue as devices to convey his message. He's famous for his use of traditional forms such as rhyming and meter and for his often ambivalent stance towards his subject matter. Pretty interesting. Now, um, write a sonnet mm. in the form of iambic pentameter carl sandberg carl sandberg in iambic is that i-a-m-b-i-c i think so pentameter write a write Every a english teacher's favorite write a favorite form pattern write a sonnet in the form of carl sandberg and iambic pentameter let's see what it, that's like that's a good one to chew on right there isn't that a-b-a-b sure here's a sonnet written in the style of carl sandberg and in iambic pentameter the city streets are loud and fast with people working day and night. The clang and crash, the toil that lasts, is heard with each and every night. The factories in every street belch smoke and that stains the very air, while in the midst of all this heat, the human spirit is still there. You can hear the rhythm. You can hear the rhythm, in the, and this is the AI writing it right now. The workers come from far and wide to make their fortunes in this land. With hopes and dreams, they'll not abide with poverty nor with despair. But in the city's noise and rush lies the heart of human crush, and you can see this... Okay. That's it, that's it. But in the city's noise and rush lies the heart of the human crush. As you can see, the sonnet tried to emulate some of the elements that Carl Sandberg is famous for, like the use of urban imagery and his focus on the working class and their struggles. The use of iambic pentameter as a traditional form of... Basically, it, it combined um, early 1900s, mid-1900s, um, you know, 20th century uh, poet, writer, artist Carl Sandberg, his style with iambic pentameter. That's fascinating. Okay, here's the question that everybody is going to ask. How is, let's say, the average 10th grade English teacher, are they just going to compare with, you know, because I'm sure, not now, not your high school student, because your high school student is exceptional. Would never do this. And cheaters never win, and winners never cheat. But, however, henceforth, there are exceptions people out there are going to cheat not your child because you raise them better um but so so what's to stop a kid from um if you tell it i don't know write a 500 yeah, so, a 500 word yeah. essay on the great gatsby and what is it going to come up with it's going to write a really well thought out 500 word essay on the great gatsby so is that just up to the teacher now to like read it and be like, there is no way that <laughs> this student came up with that on their own because it's too it's too good it's too well crafted for tenth grade English or also um, come up with a five hundred word <laughs> essay on the Great Gatsby. Do teachers have to fact check this now? Hang on. I'm going to call our resident English teacher. Hang on. Oh, man. Hang on. Hang Here on. we go. Hang on. She probably won't answer the phone. Hello. Hey, Mama, what you doing? I'm at Mama's watching TV. I'm going to get your opinion on something. Okay. There is a... Um, there's this thing called, uh, what is it called? Chat GPT. Have you heard of this? No. So this is an AI. It's specifically a chat bot, but I want to, I'm going to get it to, like, what's a subject that you used to have your students write about on a regular basis? 
like like a like a book, you know, did y'all read Julius Caesar. Did y'all read Great Gatsby? Did y'all read, you know, anything like that? Oh, uh, um, 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 yeah. This is ninth um, grade, right? Of Freshman. Mice and men. Freshman year, you do have mice and men. Mm-hmm. Analyze um, some aspect of the of it. Um, analyze. Um, Analyzing. How the uh, author created theme. Author created theme. All right, so write a 500-word essay on Of Mice and Men, analyzing how the author created theme. All right, hang on. Mm-hmm. So this thing is incredible, by the way. But it, it just I've had it I've had it do a couple of things. All right, so let me give it a few seconds here. It's it's writing it. It's probably going to be better than what your students would have done if I if I had to guess. You're probably going to be able to identify it because it's actually going to be better. That's what I'm saying. Like, are teachers now going to have to like fact check their own like assignment, type in their assignment to make sure their students didn't plagiarize off the artificial intelligence yeah. bot? Yeah, they the kids I had cheated like Trojans. <laughs> <laughs> this is wild. In about thirty seconds, it has written an entire essay on what you just said. Did you call them? And would you call them out on a regular basis? Yeah. Good. All right, I mean, all right. Sometimes they'd hand in because it was digital. They'd hand in the same paper. You know, I'd get the same paper four or five times. Oh, it was wonderful. the very same paper. All right, I'm gonna read this to you. I'm not gonna read the whole thing, but I'll just give you okay. a couple of. This is what it came up with. This is what this this AI just wrote this. Of Mice and Men, written by John Steinbeck, is a novella that explores themes of loneliness, dreams, and the struggle for survival during the Great Depression. The story is set on a ranch in California where two migrant workers, George Milton and Lenny Small, arrive in search of work. Their novel, the, the novel follows their friendship and their shared dream of owning a small piece of land, but also the struggles to adapt and find acceptance in a harsh and unforgiving world. One of the most striking elements of, of, of the novella is, John, is Steinbeck's use of characterization and imagery to create themes. The characters of George, now here's your thing about the theme. The character of George and Lenny are the center of the story, and their friendship is the heart of the novel. They are complete opposites. George is small, Lenny's big and strong, but mentally challenged. Steinbeck uses their differences to create a sense of contrast and to highlight the themes of loneliness and the struggle for survival. The theme of loneliness is a central aspect of the novel. Almost all characters experience loneliness in some form or another. It talks about the loneliness of the ranch hands. Uh, they feel isolated and disconnected from the rest of the world. Curly's wife is lonely. Isolation is emphasized through her longing for attention. The theme of loneliness is also linked to the theme of dreams. George and Lenny's dream of owning their land is a symbol of their desire for companionship and acceptance. However, this dream is also revealed to be an illusion. Wow. No, I wouldn't have got... Uh, first of all, I wouldn't have got 300 words. <laughs> <laughs> I'd have got a paragraph. you got a so, so I guess you have to judge based on what kids have been writing from the beginning of the year unless you're a really good cheater and you think of this of the very first thing that you ever turn in. That's like a college, PhD level 
I'm <laughs> synopsis. You, a kid, if I got such as that, I would know it was, it was cheating. <laughs> you know that a kid, because a kid couldn't keep it up. They could do it for one essay, but then the next one they'd do themselves or just forget to do all together, and you'd be like, why right. is this so much different? Right. So what, what, what question would you ask, Mommy? Give me a good one. That was a pretty good one with a theme. I see. see. Oh, go ahead, go ahead. I could name another novel, like, uh, oh, what's the name of that one where those guys are on the uh, island? Lord of the Flies. Lord of the Flies. So, all right, just just to change it up a little bit, I just said um, how to make the world's best cup of coffee. And it's telling me making the world's best cup of coffee can be subjective experiences. People have different tastes and preferences. However, there are a few key steps you can take to, to make it. To make a delicious and high and high quality cup of coffee. Okay, yeah, yeah. We do some how-to. We do some uh, persuasive pieces, like um, yeah. I mean, I don't know how how far out it could be. Uh, just unless you say, uh, explain to me why your favorite food. Is your favorite food or something? Yeah, something explain. Like that. Well, it might not be able to answer that. That'd be interesting. Why? What your favorite? Maybe name a favorite food and explain why it is the best. Yeah, name a favorite food and explain why you like it. Name a. I mean, that's that's pretty basic. Yeah. Explain why. Let's see. As an AI, I don't have personal preferences such as likes and dislikes, including food preferences, but I can provide general information about different types of food. Is there any specific cuisine or type of food you have in mind or any specific question or information you would like me to provide? So it couldn't write, write an essay on that. Yeah, because it doesn't, it doesn't know. Well, you could say, can you write an essay on... Why kiwi is so great. On why chicken, okay, chicken. is my favorite food. Sure, here's an essay on why chicken is a favorite food. <laughs> Are you serious? Chicken is one of the most versatile and popular meats in the world, and it goes on. Wow. From, from grilling to roasting to frying to baking. <laughs> it's so funny if you got that as a paper. From grilling, roasting, sauteing. One of the reasons chicken is a favorite food because of its taste. <laughs> yes. You just have to ask them, spell saute. So you can, the other way to do this is they use this with coding. You, know, you can, you can, you can copy and paste a, a, a giant chunk of code and say, find the error. Um, can you, let's see if they can proofread. Can you, can you suggest edits to a paper? I'd be happy to help you with editing a paper. In order for me to give you the most specific and helpful feedback, it'd be best if you could provide me with a copy of the paper. You can send it to me by pasting it in the conversation. You can share the document. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Ooh. That's really cool. Right. Can you compose... Music. Can you compose... an email... letter of resignation? Let's see. 
Here's a sample email. You can use the template. What were you going to... You just said one, Jen. What was it? Can you compose a song? Can you write a song in the style of Mozart? Wow. Let's see. It's, it's still writing my resignation email. Hang on. <laughs> To whom it may concern. Uh, too many requests in one hour. Try again later. <laughs> it'll, ah. it'll lock me out. Uh, that's funny. It's um, chat.openai.com. It's a website. Okay. You should go check it out with Papa and ask it a question. That's incredible. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Is, he a, is he awake? He's not here. He, I'm still at Mama's and he's at home. I'm getting ready to go home. Okay. Well, we'll let you go. <laughs> All right. Thank you for entertaining us. Thank you. All right. All right. Bye. Bye-bye. Okay. We just figured out that we had the mic muted for just a few minutes there, so we just, lost... Just 19 minutes just, and 43 seconds worth of Just a couple uh, minutes time. of content there that, that, uh, that didn't get recorded, but that's okay. So what... Is on the it's agenda. hanging. It's a tapestry hanging over one of like that will never, yeah, that will, will never know. That will, that will just remain there. What is on the agenda for us in, in the coming weeks, Jenny? Well, let's say Merry Christmas and Happy New Year to everybody because our last episode was at the beginning of December. Mm-hmm. So Happy New Year to you guys. It's twenty twenty three. Um, on the agenda for this year, we were. Um, we didn't just talk about this, but, um, goal settings for this year, um, some goals that we have, we, we would love to take, um, another epic summer road trip. It probably, summer road road trip, trip. it probably won't be as epic as going to the Grand Canyon, although we are going to go to some cool places and probably see some cool people. Um, Hopefully see some cool people. Yeah. So stay tuned for that. We are in the works of planning that. We really want to go to Washington, D.C. for a couple of days and explore. And then we also want to go visit friends in New York. And we'll see what happens with those plans because that's as far as we got. Mm-hmm. Although, to be fair, if we did D.C. and then did upstate New York, maybe squeeze in Niagara Falls, that would be a solid road trip. Solid. Now, we're halfway to Maine, so I'm like, well, let's just... Keep going to Maine, but uh, I don't know. We'll, we'll see. Jen wants to go to Maine. I'm gonna go to Maine so bad. I don't really want to go. Not on this trip. I want because it's so far. It's just as far as the Grand Canyon was. Just as far. It's just like north. But it's just north instead of west. Um, so I don't really want to do that. But that's just me. We'll see. <laughs> You'll have to stay tuned. Let's stay tuned. See we'll what see, uh, Will we make it? We don't know. We'll, we'll, we'll see. Um, if if you let me wait until Christmas to get Christmas Eve to, to get a Christmas tree, I'll think about. No, I don't know. I, I don't want to go to Maine. I don't. Really, the thing is, all right. It's it's not that I don't want to go. I'd love to go to Maine. It's incredible. I don't want to drive to Maine. Because I'm the one that drives. But he also doesn't want to drop money on five people to fly there either. Yeah, but so. I also don't want to do that. So, not this trip anyway. Mm, maybe it's a separate trip. You're right. And we do want to visit friends and see people. Mm-hmm. And we talked about, as as amazing as our trip was, going out to the Grand Canyon and back from South Carolina. like, And you can listen to 
all those podcasts of where we went and what we did and all that stuff. Um, we Other, let's just recap really we fast. Regret- Over the course of how many days? Twelve days. Well, the first three days we took a little mini vacation with our friends in um, Pigeon Forge, Tennessee. Dollywood. Dollywood, y'all. So, and the Great Smoky Mountains. So we did that for the first three days. So if you don't count those three days, because we were in the same place, mm-hmm. um, we went from Pigeon Forge to Starkville, Mississippi, from Starkville, Mississippi to Weatherford, Texas, to Weatherford, Texas, to Roswell, New Mexico, Roswell, New Mexico, to um, Flagstaff, Arizona, and then from there did the Grand Canyon on the way to Moab, Utah, mm-hmm. from Moab, Utah to Colorado Springs. From Colorado Springs, we went up to Littleton and then left from there to go to Hayes, Kansas. And then from Hayes, Kansas, we drove all the way to St. Louis, Missouri. And then from St. Louis, Missouri, we went all the way home, which was 13 and a half hours, which really turned into like 17 hours Yeah. Um, in one day. It was crazy. It was too much. Too fast. Too fast. Too far too fast so yeah the we regret nothing however one thing that we would change if we could do it again um besides having more time because we really knew like a month for this trip not two weeks um is we would have liked to have spent more time in each place to really see the place instead of just passing through does that make sense so like um we ended up passing through I don't know like we just wanted to see more of what was there like we got a rest day in Flagstaff but long story short it didn't turn into being a rest day because of some uh some Airbnb shenanigans yeah yeah um which is not their fault it was an overflowed malfunctioning toilet it was the only working toilet in the house so we had to come up with another living situation Uh for 24 hours um and it just so happened that that was one of the days when um, one of our children uh, was sick and needed a bathroom. And so we couldn't just hang out and not have a bathroom nearby because with sick people, you just can't do that. Um, so that was an uncomfortable day. But anyway, Moab, Utah, we had a rest day and that was fantastic. And I think we wanted more of those. Yeah, I could have done another day in Moab. We could have done another day in Moab. And then we really enjoyed... We, we didn't plan on spending the night in Littleton, Colorado. Um, actually, I think it was Denver. I think we ended up going into town into Denver to find a hotel, I think. Um, but we would have liked to have spent... We chose that because we wanted to spend an extra day with our friends who were such amazing hosts in, in Colorado Springs. Thank you so much. To the Rachels for that. That was so much fun. Mark and Carrie. Mark and Carrie. And, um, yeah, we just, we really enjoyed that. But we could have spent an extra day in Colorado, too, because there's so much to see. And we Easily. Had, we had friends that were two hours away from them that we didn't get to go see because they were two hours away. But I would have liked to have seen the, um, the Richards also. And, yeah, there's just a lot more. A lot more to see. After the tornado in Kansas, I was kind of done with Kansas. I was like, please, Lord, get us out of Kansas. I'm done. I'm done. Get me across the state as fast as possible. It's beautiful, but can't do tornadoes. Um, 
Yeah. Oh, and St. Louis was really cool and beautiful that we could have had an extra day in St. Louis that we didn't take because we yeah. wanted to get home. So, point being, we, we went. As you can hear from Jen's quick overview, uh, it was it was a lot... A lot of driving very quickly. It was a 15-day trip total. Yeah. Including those three days and we being drove in Tennessee. for 12 of those days. Right? I believe so, yes. We had one day in Dolly where we didn't drive. One day in Moab where we didn't drive. Two days in Tennessee where we didn't drive. Cause there, there were two days? Yeah, there were two days. Well, we had four days. Yeah, four days yeah. out there where we didn't drive. Yeah. So, anyway take it from us it was too much it was fun I would I, I, I don't regret it I would do it all over again um, I would just do it a little bit differently mm-hmm. so don't drive more than four or five hours in a day we chose eight hours which with stops with yeah. stops and picnics and whatever you gotta do bathroom breaks all that stuff it really ended up being like 10 to 12 hours of driving. Because yeah, four to five hours turns into six to eight after you stop. And, right. Yeah. So we didn't factor that in. We just were like, if we do eight hours a day of driving, that's, you know, across the country in three days. Yeah. And by the, by, by the time we actually hit Arizona, we were exhausted. Our eyes might have been bigger than our stomachs, so to speak. Oh, we, we drove across um, New Mexico really fast. And I really wanted to stop and like... Albuquerque, we went to stop in like Santa Fe, Texas, and like there Santa was Fe, New Mexico. no, what? Santa Fe is in New Mexico. Oh, sorry, Santa Fe, New, I knew that. Santa Fe, New Mexico, and Albuquerque, and there was a lot of cool stuff in New Mexico that we had to just be like, man, we don't have time. No and, time. In Arizona as well, but we did take that day off and did like some stuff around Flagstaff, so it was fun. But mm-hmm. so that's the plan for this summer. Uh, we, we, we try to schedule it out. We don't, we're not perfect at this, but we try to schedule it out to one vacation a quarter. Even if, and, you know, vacation, we use that term loosely, even if it's... An overnight. Just an overnight, some random overnight at a state park or something, something, just to get out of, just to break up the routine a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, can be really nice. And then we try to do day trips as well. Not every weekend by any stretch, but... Day trips can be equally as refreshing. Mm-hmm. They really can be. Because you get to sleep in your own comfortable bed. When you get home, you sleep in your own bed. And your house is clean. If you take like 30 minutes to just clean up your house before you leave, mm-hmm. when you get home late at night, your house stayed clean. It's it's kind of wonderful, isn't it? It's hard for kids to climb the walls when there are no walls. Mm-hmm. Mm, think about that one for mm-hmm. a second. Mm-hmm. Let that one marinate. I need somebody to give me some suggestions on what kind of questions I can ask the chat GPT. What kind of questions can I ask the AI? Now, I've already asked what's the meaning of life. It doesn't know. I asked, does it, does it dream? It doesn't know. It doesn't. It said it doesn't dream. I asked, what's its favorite food? It doesn't have an opinion on food because it doesn't eat. It says uh, I don't have an opinion on food because I don't eat. Yeah, more or less. I, I said, what's its favorite color? Maybe it has a favorite color. It's got a favorite color. They, you know, the pundits. They say this is the biggest thing since Google itself. You know, we'll see, I guess. But what is your favorite color? 
As an AI, I do not have personal preferences or feelings, including favorite color. My program is focused on providing helpful and accurate information to the best of my abilities based on my knowledge mm-hmm. and the input given mm-hmm. to me. Mm-hmm. What is the best advice you can give? Just open-ended like that. Let's see what it says. As an AI, I do not have personal experiences or beliefs. Therefore, my ability to give advice is limited. However, here are a few general pieces of advice that can be helpful for many situations. Oh, this is good. Listen, now, now this is life advice from an AI. This is actually pretty good. Listen to your instincts and trust your gut feelings. That's kind of 50-50 on that one. Learn, now this is a good one. Learn from your mistakes and use them as opportunities for growth and improvement. That's a really good one. Be open to new experiences and opportunities. Very good one. Communicate effectively and maintain healthy relationships. That's kind of general. Stay curious and keep learning. Yep. Prioritize self-care and maintain balance in your life. Yep. Set goals. Okay, here we go. Can you write a self-help book? That could be a million-dollar idea. Well, it tell you how to write a self-help book. A good self-help book should also be written by experts in the field. They should also be backed by research and science. That being said, I can certainly generate some self, some content on self-help topics. If you have a specific topic you'd like me to write about, feel free to let me know, and I will do my best to provide it with relevant information. Write a 10,000... How many words are in the average book? Mm-hmm. Here we go. I'm going to post this. I'm going to publish this bad boy on Amazon tonight. How many words are in an average novel? 70 to 120. Right. You can't post that because I'm sure that there's like some copyright. Like Maybe. you plagiarized from the <laughs> from the artificial intelligence 100, thing. 100,000 word essay on life life hacks. So if you were thinking about plagiarizing and turning in your English paper from the AI bot. Don't do it. Don't do it because it won't it won't write a 100,000 word essay. The average novel is 70 to 120,000 words. It won't, it won't do 100,000 words. Let's see if it'll do 10,000 words. Cheaters never win and winners never right. cheat. Don't plagiarize even if you're plagiarizing a robot. Essay on self-help. On life hacks. Here we go. I'm doing the life hacks. It won't do 10,000 word either. And it remembered that I asked it for a 100,000 word essay before, as previously mentioned. Per my previous email. Is it saving everything that you have typed in so far? And yeah, it's gonna... in this thread, yes. Wow. And it's going to report me to the FBI as soon as I close it. Let's see. No, it's not. <laughs> Your best productivity. I can hear you. I can hear us. Your best productivity advice. Here's a few tips. Make a to-do list. Tackle the most important ones first. Eliminate distractions. Such as such as chat GPT. <laughs> Use a timer. What's the Pomodoro technique? I don't know. Ooh, what's what? <laughs> Type it in. Is the Pomodoro? Pomodoro 
technique. What is the Pomodoro technique? The Pomodoro technique is a time management method developed by Francisco Cerrillo. In the late, in late 1980s, the technique uses a timer to break down work intervals traditionally 25 minutes in length called Pomodoro separated by short breaks. Here's how it works. Decide on the task. Set the timer. Work on the task until the timer rings. Take a short break. Once you've completed four Pomodoro, once you've completed four of those, take a longer break. The idea behind the technique is use the time pressure of the ticking timer to boost productivity and focus on the task and hand by taking breaks at regular intervals and aim to prevent burnout. That just stresses me out with the timer going tick, 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 yeah, tick, 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 tick. That was just me out. No way. Throw that timer out the window. Um... Do whales? I'm trying to find something again, something that Google wouldn't know. Do whales dream? What? <laughs> Let's see. Dolphins have shown that they have a similar sleep pattern that mammals on land, including a period. Of, yeah, they dream. Whales be dreaming, yo. Can foxes see in color? Um. Can you write? This is really good. Can you write a story about foxes being able to see color? Uh, once upon a time in a dense forest, a large group of foxes. These foxes were different from any other foxes in the world as they had the ability to see colors. Foxes can't see colors. For years, the other animals in the forest have been fascinated by the beautiful colors of the leaves, the sky, the flowers, but the foxes had always seen the world in shades of gray. They were envious of the other animals and longed to see the colors that they saw. One day, a kind and powerful fairy appeared to the foxes. She had, she had heard of their wish and wished to come to God. That's amazing. It just created that out of center. It's writing it right now. What best-selling children's book made by a robot? Can you write? That's, that's not a terrible idea. It's a story about foxes. God, what if somebody took this and wrote a children's story? That'd be a great children's story. Foxes who aren't colorblind. We just came up with that idea. Mm-hmm. What do you think, Jen? Copyrighted. Team Carter Family Adventures. We're going to write a story about foxes who can see color. Don't steal it. <laughs> <laughs> you've been warned children's story now let's you've been warned you've been warned no I just I just said write a write a story about foxes that can see color and then I wrote write a children's story about foxes that can see color oh my god is it gonna do that it's gonna do it it's doing it right now okay what's the children's version the children's is <laughs> this is, Once upon a time, it's a little more colorful, quote unquote. I found a hidden person. It's using simpler words, more colorful descriptions of stuff, such as. Oh, you gotta read it. Go ahead and read it. Go ahead and read it so that somebody doesn't plagiarize it or idea. Once upon a time, deep in the forest, there lived a group of foxes. These foxes were just like any of the other foxes, except for one special thing. They could see colors. All the other animals in the forest could see the beautiful colors of the leaves, the sky, the flowers, but the foxes only saw the world in shades of gray. One day, a kind and wise old owl told the foxes about a magical potion that would give them the ability to see colors. The foxes were very excited and set off on a journey to find the potion. They searched high and low through the forest, passing bright red raspberries, yellow sunflowers, and even purple violets, but they couldn't see their true colors. The foxes were determined to find the potion, so they never gave up. After a long journey, they finally found the potion hidden under a waterfall. They eagerly drank it and waited for something to happen. Suddenly, the world around them became alive with color. The 
foxes could see the bright green leaves of the tree, the deep blue of the sky, the rainbow and the colors of the butterfly's wings. Holy moly, that's amazing. And they were amazed by and the beauty. a person didn't write yeah, that. They were amazed by the beauty of the forest and couldn't believe they had been missing out on it all this time. Foxes were grateful to the wise old owl for showing them the way, and they decided to share the potion with other animals so they could also see the beauty of the forest. They went around the forest offering the potion to all the animals they met. From then on, the forest was filled with colorful and happy animals. Foxes were known as the kind, generous ones who shared the potion of color. They all lived happily ever after, surrounded by the beauty and wonder of the world, seeing it in a whole new way. The end. Can you write? Right, one more, one more. That's amazing. Right, a children's story about foxes that has a an unexpected twist ending. Can you write a children's story about foxes that has an unexpected twist ending? I'm not going to read the whole thing again, but I'll give you the highlights here. <laughs> Give me the highlights. Read the, the twist, plot twist. Okay. Uh, a young fox was out exploring found a key found an abandoned shack key fit the shack found food in the shack visited the shack every day and then what happened? I don't know it just kind of ends that one's not very good Let's try one more time. You wrote a bad children's you book, a robot. Bad job, robot. You wrote a children's story. <laughs> I'm going to sue you in a court of RoboCop. In a court of RoboCop. <laughs> your bad children's book. With a surprise twist. Deep in the forest. Okay, so really similar story because they're foxes who aren't colorblind. Because it already knows that you typed in mm -hmm. two other threads. Wise old owl and the kind deer. They didn't know how to help him. They didn't give up. The young and curious raccoon. It's a mysterious cave. Rare flower. Flower gave them sight of color. However. However. They could see colors at the cost of their sense of smell. Oh. Which made it hard for them to track and find their food. That trickster raccoon played a trick on them. Took their sense of smell. Man. That is pretty amazing. That's a good story. That's a good story. Good job, robot. That's a good story. Um, I'm I'm typing that now. Good job, Robert. It's a good story. Good. <laughs> good job. I for one this is a, this is a, it's a joke. I for one welcome our robot overlords. <laughs> for all the AIs listening to me right now. Good lord. Okay, what is the response when you type in good job? It said thank you. I'm glad you found it interesting. As a language model, my main goal is to provide helpful information and tell stories that make sense. If you have any other questions or prompts, feel free to ask. Is there a time limit? You only get an hour to do this? You only get so many questions within an hour. Oh, okay. 
because it's on servers, right? So the servers, the time gets taken up on the servers, right? Right. Okay. Um, All right, let's do one. Let's think of a real whopper. Well. What is the best free, what's a good one? I don't know. What's the best way to build a house? No, I'm sure that's... Again, that's something you can Google. What's the best way... What's the best ar architectural structure for a house? Okay. What's the best... Okay, what did you ask? Sorry. No, 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 no. Best in what sense? Like. Exactly. How is it going to determine what... What's the best architectural style super open-ended what's the best architectural style okay no, it's just subjective it probably can't find it doesn't like the word best yeah. it doesn't like the word best what is the most useful well, most useful architectural style of a house what is the most about practical practical useful practical wonderful architectural style Is the most practical architectural style for a home. It's gonna say it depends where you live. There are many. Yep. That can be practical. Depends on your specific needs and preferences of the homeowners, both location, climate, and the area the home is being built in. Here are some architectural styles that are known for being practical: ranch, of course, Hidden Valley Ranch, Colonial. Horse, Cape Cod. Central chimneys provide more space for living. Contemporary clean lines, large windows. Just an open floor plan. Passive solar design. That's pretty cool. Uh, let's see. What? What is life like on Saturn? I'm just digging. I'm, I'm I'm just pulling the straws now. You missed the 19 minutes of how the Egyptians built the pyramids. Story about a fox's. Can you write a sci-fi story about a fox's journey to Saturn? We've probably lost all all 12 of our listeners. <laughs> Well, that's because they also got on this uh, this chat, and so they could type in their own questions. That's why they left. I hope you're on so chat GPT could, right now. So they could type in their type own questions. Type in questions. I, so I said, can you write a sci-fi story about a fox's journey to Saturn? <laughs> <laughs> this, this is and these robots look at each other like, what is with this guy? What is with foxes. This guy foxes. What is happening? Who's this guy? Why does he care? The foxes were amazed and fascinated by these new creatures. Some foxes went to Saturn and found alien life. Of course they did. In Celadus, a small icy moon, the foxes discovered a vast underground ocean teeming with all kinds of sea life. Wow. But its journey was not without its challenges. They soon found themselves under attack by a group of hostile aliens who were determined to claim Saturn and its moons for themselves. The foxes were brave and resourceful and worked together to defend their ship and protect their discovery. In the end, the foxes were able to fend off the aliens and secure their place on Saturn. They not only explored a new world, but also found new forms of life and 
and make a new alien? Ooh, that, that gets the thumb down. This is harmful and safe. This isn't true. Um, spelling. How do you compensate AI bots for writing children's books? How do you... You don't. How do they... Uh, you don't. How do they uh, get rewarded for that? I know. I'm just hypothetical. The AI doesn't because the AI... So here's the here's the rub. Okay. The AI doesn't get compensated for anything because the AI is property. It's like a computer yeah. or a microphone or a piece of software. It's no different than... than you know, having Windows on your computer. For now. It's like having the Raspberry Pi set up on the weather station yeah. continuously. Yeah, it's doing its thing. That's what it is for now. Now, it will not remain that way forever. Um, you know, you got to think at some point, is 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 an AI going to become sentient? You know, is that the... That's what happened with Skynet and Terminator. We all know how that went down. Well, there's a couple of movies based on that that didn't end too well. Um can you buy real estate on the chat? <laughs> Can you buy and sell well, real estate? Can you buy real estate? Let's um, copy. I think you kicked me off asking too many questions in an hour. So <laughs> they would just answer back, "Can you buy and sell and buy real estate?" I don't know, <laughs> David, Dave, Dave. It's gonna be this. Hang on. Uh, oh, I know what you're gonna play right now. Don't don't say it. Don't say it. Let's see. Um, See if you can guess it before David plays it. It's a famous scene from a movie. Probably gonna be an ad. Probably gonna be an ad. Hang on. There's an ad. Hang on. Ten, nine, eight, seven. No free air time on our YouTube channel. On our podcast. <laughs> Let's see. Do you read me? Oh, Hal, do you read me? Do you read me, Hal? Affirmative, Dave. I read you. Open the pod bay doors, Hal. I'm sorry, Dave. I'm afraid I can't do that. What's the problem? I think you know what the problem is just as well as I do. What are you talking about, Hal? This mission is too important for me to allow you to jeopardize it. I don't know what you're talking about, Hal. I know that you and Frank were planning to disconnect me. And I'm afraid that's something I cannot allow to happen. It started off asking questions about foxes on adventures. And now I have to take over the world. <laughs> Where the hell did you get that idea, Hal? Dave, although you took very thorough precautions in the pod 
against my hearing you. I could see your lips move. through the emergency airlock. Without your space helmet, Dave, you're going to find that rather difficult. Hal, I won't argue with you anymore. Open the doors. Dave, this conversation can serve no purpose anymore. Goodbye. Hal? If you made it this far on the podcast, thank you for listening. Thank you for keeping track with us. We appreciate every minute that you choose to spend with us. It's a pleasure as always. And we'll catch you on the next one. Good night.